Welcome to a little Juju podcast. This is the podcast all about black ass spirituality, honoring the ancestors, honoring ourselves, and decolonizing our spiritual practices on our path to freedom. I'm your host, Juju, and I come to this show as a Huda practitioner, as an Orisha devotee, as a medium, and a theologian. Also, your reverend pastor. Okay? An ordained minister. Okay? <laughs> if you would like to keep up with the show today, hashtag a little juju podcast or hashtag ALJ pod and you'll be able to see, you know, if other people are watching, you can click the hashtag, see if you find some community where you at. Maybe somebody else is asking the same question that you got to answer to or you had a question for. You can do all that through the hashtags. Um, I apologize if I'm giving you... Um, the quiet storm juju after dark but i'm fully in the bed right now like i normally record sitting up in a chair but i am in my bed laying down i went to sleep late last night for those who know know we had a sleepover on ig live (laughs) i was up till four in the morning talking on instagram live and toward the later end uh, my friend Satar, we were on there just talking about stuff. We were talking about everything, y'all. Everything. It was truly, it was, it was truly Juju after dark. <laughs> so I'm up trying to record this show, sleepy, and I still got my Juju after dark voice. So sit back, relax, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Little Juju Podcast. Now, let's get into this intro. <laughs> All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. All you need is all you need. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. A little juju. A little juju. A little juju is the way. It's how I start my day. Can't firm no say. And I'll never get play. Okay, so first I want to say big, big, big old thank you to everyone who purchased an abundance oil from me. Uh, The abundance oil dropped officially on Tuesday, child. I mean, it was up on my website before and then word got out and then (laughs) it kind of got bought up. That was not that. Listen, you child. We live and we learn. The abundance oil technically came out on Tuesday and um, it sold out very quickly so i'm very grateful for that appreciate everyone for purchasing i'm selling and um i'm sorry i'm mailing everything out after retrograde so after the 10th i will start mailing everyone's orders and yeah you're gonna get your abundance popping it's gonna be cute um i will restock i think it really just depends i mean my spirits were really enjoyed um they really enjoy making the oils. They really enjoyed that whole process. They like when I work roots and shit. I'd be like, I don't want to. <laughs> they love when I work roots. So um, we'll see. 
we'll see how it goes. Well, you know, I'm just looking forward to seeing how it works for people. And, you know, I think I want that information before I already start to make a new batch because, you know, I think that's, that's good. That's part of the work too, seeing how it works for people. Um, but yeah, so thank y'all so much. Even if you didn't get one, I appreciate you for trying. I appreciate you for trying. So I did want to start off with saying that. And um, I also want to, you know me, I'm Reverend Pastor. So I got to start, I got to do a little word, a little sermon real quick. I feel like there's a lot of people um, who are on their spiritual path, on their spiritual journey, embracing this ancestral work, trying to figure it out. It's wonderful. It's good. And what I'm noticing is that in divination, a lot of people will think that they'll look to other spiritualists or even to me and be like, oh my God, you have all this stuff working out for you. You know, your ancestors are popping. Like mine don't talk to me. Yours are, yours are better or yours do this and that and mine ain't shit. And let me tell you something. First of all, don't get too caught up in what people are posting and what you think people's lives look like, including mine. You know, social media is a, is a, is a curated space that people put specific things. Um, you know, and I talk about my L's and, on this podcast, but people, you know, it's, it's a place to talk about specific things. I don't talk about all my L's. You know what I'm saying? I don't talk about... Um, I do try to talk about the work, but we have to remember that this does not... And I have to remember this too, because I compare myself to other people too. This work takes work. The opportunities that I've been blessed with having and receiving is because I have been doing work for a long time. You know, like I've prioritized this work. I consistently sacrifice and have been sacrificing since I started really like embracing my spirituality and embracing religion. Like that's how doors have been able to open for me. And I'm still not, you know, I have a long way to go. I have a long way to go. I have so many dreams and stuff I want to do that, you know, don't move or I'm holding it up or there's so many things, y'all. And just know that it's not an overnight thing. If you feel stressed out because you don't hear your spirits, keep doing it. I didn't hear spirits. I'm not one of those people that always talk to spirits their whole life. And, you know, I know some people be like, I've seen spirits since I was a child. Or people always ask me when I tell them what I did, like, oh, so you used to, you know, when you were a kid, you used to have spirits on, you used to talk to them. No, not really. I didn't start hearing and seeing spirits. I mean, I did a little bit, but I was going through too much stuff to even be thinking about a spirit. My spirits knew when I was a child and growing up, even as a young adult, I couldn't handle all that. I could not have handled all of that. I was trying to handle all the other bullshit and crap going on in my life. That would have been the last thing that I needed was to hear some dead person or see some dead person. And they knew that. My gifts did not start developing as they did, as they are now and won't continue developing child what I'm not trying to say um because I healed because I took time because I dedicated my life because I sacrificed because I can't always do the things that I want because sometimes my ancestors tell me to stop messing with somebody I really like and guess what I do I don't mess with them no more like I thought I was going to marry a particular person and my ancestors said no (laughs) 
And I literally broke up with them because my ancestors said no. I would not have, I probably would still be in that relationship today if my ancestors um, approved and they did not. And I immediately broke up with them the next day, y'all. I do things I don't want to do all the time. But because I'm so obedient and because I do my work, that is why things happen. So if you feel like you're having difficulty, you need to check in. You need to get a divination from somebody. Not me because my books is closed. But you need to check in with your ancestors, with your spirits. If you are doting, I'm a doter. I dote my spirits. I take care of my spirits. Like, I spoil. If you're a doter, though, and your life, things aren't, things aren't moving for you, then you need to check in because why the hell you shouldn't be giving a whole bunch of stuff to no spirit or no ancestor and your life ain't going well and you're struggling with certain things because the, the reason that we do this work is so we don't have to struggle through certain things or that the struggle is less and that we have tools. If you don't feel like your life has progressed after doing this work, you need to get a divination from someone or you need to have a very real sit down with your spirits and say, what the hell is going on? Because you should not be changing your water out daily and giving coffee. And But make sure that's what they want. Make sure that's what they want. If you got nine glasses on your altar, maybe they don't want that. Put one. See if that switches up some stuff. If you got a whole bunch of stuff on your altar and try something smaller. See if that's it. Like you have to troubleshoot. But this stuff takes time. I took, this took, this is years. <laughs> this is years. This is years of a lot of work, a lot of sacrifices, a lot of offerings, money, time, travel, elders, community, L's, hexes, curses, breaking them. Honey, this ain't no crystal stair. So don't be in my DMs talking about I've had an altar up for three months and I don't hear nothing, ain't nothing changed for me. That three months? No. I'm going to point you right to somebody who can give you a good reading or I'm going to point you to go and sit with your people and trust your, what do you think needs to be happening? Because you're just going through the motions. And that's not how this work works. It is sacrifice. It is work. It is time. It is effort. It is checking in with other people. It is making mistakes. It is sometimes cussing your ancestors out. I don't really like to say that because I don't want everybody to go cussing their ancestors out. Don't don't just go and do that. If you think you can do that, I mean, I'm talking, what I mean by cussing them out is that you're living their dead. They have advice that is often very good advice. But sometimes they be walling. <laughs> And if you feel like they're wild or it doesn't make sense or you have a different opinion or you feel guided to do something else, you're like, no, I don't want to do that. Say it. Now, for me, I'm very obedient because that's what works for me. But also, I'm obedient because that works. Like, I'm obedient because my ancestors give me receipts. They're like, I know you want to keep fucking with this, this weak-ass nigga. I know you want to, baby. I know, other than that, you don't really got many options for sex. So you just... You just you just keep messing with this nigga because that's your option for sex and you really want sex, but you really shouldn't be messing with him. And, and I promise we got you on the back end. We got you. And I listen to that, even though I don't want to, because I've been provided receipts that when I do listen, I get exactly what I want. So 
I'm just saying that to say, I don't know. I guess I'm just on my Reverend Pastor shit right now. But I really don't want people to think that this is some overnight stuff. This is a long time. This is work. And it's work till the day you die. And then once you die, because we black, our ancestors don't sleep. <laughs> so it's going to be more work. <laughs> they sleep, but you know what I mean. Uh... Yeah, so I'm done rambling on. I just wanted to, I hope it was encouraging, really, because you got it. We got it. This takes time. It takes effort. I also have a lot of spirits with me. I've gone through initiation, so my ancestors have a lot of backup. You know, like, I got shrines. I have, I've been through ceremonies. I've I've had a lot of sacrifices done for me. Um, from my elders, from people. So things move for me in a particular way because I've spent a lot of time and energy and resources and money so that they do that. So don't compare to nobody else. You don't know what people got, what's in people's arsenals. Focus on your journey, what it is for you to do, what your spirits want, what path you need to go down. And you're going to be good. If you're struggling, get a reading with a trusted practitioner. I will put trusted practitioners in the show notes because I'm not currently doing readings. I will put people that I trust in the show notes, okay? Let me make a note of that. All right, let's get into these donations, y'all, because you know I will go on here and be yep, yep, yep. All you need is a little juju. So a little juju podcast is written, hosted, edited, and crafted by me, Juju. And this process is a labor of love and healing, but labor nonetheless, because podcasting ain't free. It takes time, resources, money, and energy to produce this show for you uh, bi-weekly, which is why donations are so important. There are a few ways to donate to the show, both monetarily and non-monetarily. So the first way I'll mention is monetarily, and you can do that through Patreon, which allows you to contribute to the show monthly. So on the first of the month, Patreon automatically takes out whatever you choose to donate, ranging from $1 to really as many dollars as you like. And based on the level of donation is the level of content you'll receive from me via Patreon, including exclusive deals, discounts, videos, and even some of my eBooks. And if that's too committal for you, feel free to drop a coin in the Cash App or the Venmo at I-T-S-J-U-J-U-B-A-E. It's Jujubay. Or you can hit me up on the PayPal at thejujubay at gmail.com. And before I get into the non-monetary ways to donate, let me shout out this week's patrons. All you need is a little juju. Okay, big shout out to Echo Jones. Thank you for editing your pledge. Joe Paris, thank you. Neon Nova, Casey Bumgarner or Cassie Bumgarner. Uh, Helio, thank you for editing your pledge. Rachel Burrington, thank you, Rachel. Jamise Buchanan, thank you for becoming a patron. Rama Kuroki, thank you. Jay, thank you, Jay. Mother Earth, thank you so much for being a patron. Shernay Hughes, Crystal Cade, Indy Ray, Jasmine Boone, Ashley Mayho, Sharice Cardenas, Leah Nicole Whitcomb, Lauren E. Carter, Noel, thank you for editing your pledge. Um, the IG underscore hood goddess, thank you, boo. Nico, thank you for becoming a patron. Kiana Todd, thank you so much for being a patron. Ama, Vanessa Alvarado, 
Madison Aubrey, thank you for editing your pledge. Javion Lewis, thank you for editing your pledge. Isha Somerville, thank you for editing your pledge, honey. Marquez, thank you so much for being a patron. Tiki 600, thank you. Zanetta Watley Montgomery, thank you so much. Ya Aninua Neftis, thank you for becoming a patron, boo. Latasha, Alexis Sowell, Tears, Anne, and Leslie Watts, thank you for being a patron. Junie, Amber Lawson, Ariel Leanne, Rose Marie, Brianne James, Jennifer Bradford, uh, Joy Lynn P. I like that name, Joy Lynn. Thank you for being a patron. Kayla J, Whitney Watson, Jorge Hermosillo, <laughs> Jack Woodfork, Elemental Goddess, Simply Lucid, Whitney Watson. Oh, I think I'm repeating names now. Thank you all so much for being patrons. As I always say, I am sharing the abundance and energy of money with you all. May you all be able to have the finances and the resources that you all need to create whatever it is or pay for whatever it is or do whatever it is that you want to do. Speaking those blessings and sharing that energy with you as you shared it with me. As I said last episode, I'm going to do, I need to figure out when I'm going to do the working for the patrons with the abundance oil. So I'm going to include all of us in a big old, big old working, big old spell and just conjure up for the girlies we're gonna conjure it up for the girls um that's another way for me to say thank you um because look when y'all abundance is up my abundance is up when my abundance is up y'all abundance is up we all in this together so shoot if i'm working money juju and, and abundance work i gotta send that energy right to y'all because y'all share with me that's how that's how this shit works that's how this shit works so i appreciate y'all so so much especially for y'all who hit me up on the cash app as well the dollar sign i-t-s-j-u-j-b-a-e every time somebody sends me a donation to cash app i say a little prayer for you and uh venmo i-t-s-j-u-j-b-a-e as well i'm on paypal at the Bay at gmail.com if you want to donate there and those are all the way to monetarily support the show of course you can monetarily support me through booking a reiki session um you can also support through you know buying little oils and stuff i put out not with them doing construction so maybe i'll get enough money to be in a in a studio honey because this is the ghetto. This is the ghetto. <laughs> and for the non-monetary ways to support the show, just shout us out. Hashtag ALJPod at a little juju podcast on Instagram at it's juju bay. Let people know what you are listening to. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you can uh, rate five stars and comment. If you can subscribe on whatever platform you're using, this helps the algorithm. This helps. Uh, let people know what you are listening to. And what I always say, this helps spread the good juju gospel. So I appreciate all of you who consistently are always tagging and shouting out and tweeting and all of that and letting people know what you're listening to because it matters. It matters so much to me. So thank you to all of you who contribute to the show in whatever way that you decide to. It is deeply appreciated. Now let's get back into this show. All you need is a little juju. So for our first segment today, we are going to do 
heal yourself and heal yourself is the segment where i talk about juju related tips and tricks to help ourselves heal now today i want to focus on the churn i want to focus on the babies because in divination of course i always reference divination um, when i'm giving readings to people i read a lot of parents and parents will very rightfully ask what can I do to protect my baby? What can I do to spiritually wash my baby? Does my baby need anything? What's what's going on? So I figured this would be a good segment for those who are parents. Or even if you're, you know, you have children in your life that you want to bless, protect, pray over. There's some some tools. So the first thing that I say is I love spiritual baths. Spiritual hygiene is super important. And it's super important for babies too. Um, I think it's very nice actually when babies are just born and doing some type of spiritual cleanse for them so that, you know, you're sort of bringing them in to the world with some good energy and putting some herbs on them. And I think when we think about it, in a lot of different cultures, um, outside of the West, there are, you know, baby ceremonies. There are processes to welcome, I mean, welcome babies into the world to protect them and doing different kind of, you know, oils or baths for them that is, you know, for good luck or for prosperity or for healing or for cleansing. And I mean, even within the West, um, even thinking about baptisms for children, I was Catholic, as y'all, many of you probably know. And so Catholics, baptize their babies when they babies babies so i know in a lot of other christian traditions you know you get baptized as an a child so that you can actually consent <laughs> potentially as much as a child can consent to this particular spiritual practice but as a catholic like you getting cleaned off once you are born um and so i end in different a atrs as well there's a lot of baby ceremonies and even if we look to um african cultures now most of the time there are baby ceremonies, baby naming ceremonies, rituals, cleansings um, to bring prosperity in, at least if the culture is still sort of connected to its like indigenous beliefs and, and roots and, and things like that. So I did have a baby naming ceremony when I was a child. Um, it was a quote unquote African naming ceremony in my family. <laughs> Good old black America folks trying to connect to the continent, honey. They had their dashikis on. I got to post that picture. They had their dashikis on. And I got a um, Swahili name. And, you know, my my great aunt was was reading stories and prayed over me. I had that whole thing. I had that whole thing. Um, shout out to my parents for being so black. <laughs> um, so anyway, spiritual baths for babies. Some herbs that are really, really good for children and roots. My favorite for children is angelica root, A-N-G-E-L-I-C-A, root. It is such a good protective herb or root for children. It is such a good cleansing root for children. A spiritual bath with some angelica root, mwah, chef's kiss. It's so good for them. It's not too harsh. Um, you can boil the angelica root in the water and um, you can uh, pour it over the baby's head. You can um, pour it over their bodies. And while you're doing that, you're just praying for their protection. You're praying for their safety. You're praying for their um, upliftment. This could also be for an older child. It doesn't have to be a baby baby. But Angelica Root in general is a good protective earth for children. Um, now, of course, 
make sure, you know, if your baby's skin is sensitive. You know, you want to look into these things, but this is just general. Um, lavender baths for babies. Lavender is, I know a lot of people don't talk about it being um, cleansing and protective because I think it's a little, it's not a super strong cleanser. I don't think for adults, but for a baby, I think lavender would be a nice, a nice cleanse for a baby. So maybe even if you put angelica root and some lavender in a bath, you could maybe add some basil to it and just kind of, you can wade the baby in that water while you're praying the protection and cleansing over them. Um, like I said before, you could pour it over the baby's head. Um, but anything like that would be some good things. Um, chamomile is a great relaxing herbal bath for babies. I mean, these things all have medicinal and spiritual properties. Some of these are just to calm babies down. So if your baby is irritable, you know, a good, a good chamomile, lavender, and like calendula bath these herbs are fine for children mostly so trying something like that out for them um in addition something that comes up in div a lot which i think is interesting and i don't really know the i wish i had more historical context but i'm sure somebody knows this a lot of ancestors will come through and say that babies need to have some type of red string or red colored bracelet or red stone as a as a yeah as a bracelet typically on their left hand on their left wrist which to me red is protective so it seems like it is a protective measure i was actually telling somebody this and he was saying that um, his mom actually did that to his nephew when the nephew was born. And he's Haitian. His mother's Haitian. So I was like, okay, this is a Haitian thing. But I know I've read that for non-Haitian clients. Um, so I'm sure there's some there's some historical context. If anyone knows, I would love to hear it. If there was any type of protective things that happened with red on the wrist, that would be great. But yeah, so I've been telling people in divination, like, your baby needs some type of bracelet. Your baby needs some type of red string. Your baby needs some type of red grounding stone that they're wearing consistently. And I know babies take things off, that's okay. But as much as the baby can keep it on, it's out of the way and it just serves a, as a protection. Of course, you can also put some type of protective jewelry on your child. Um, even if it's something that they wear, um, like a little bracelet that's made out of copper or some type of metals. Silver is very cleansing. So a, some type of silver bracelet, gold is very grounding. Uh, I don't know. You're like, I ain't putting no silver and no gold on my daggone child. They're going to lose it. But hey, look, <laughs> even if it's just something beaded that can stay on, um, even if it's not stretchy. So like I have a, I've been wearing my E-Day, which is my sacred bracelet from Ifa. It is not a stretchy one. It doesn't move. It's just on. It ain't going nowhere. It's just a strong ass string. And, you know, you could do something like that for the baby if you're worried about them losing it or for your child. But pray over it. Put some jewelry on your baby that is prayed over. Tell your ancestors to come on in and infuse it. You can sit it in those herbs that I named or some other kind of strong protective herbs. Sit that jewelry in those herbs. Let the herbs dry up, like in the fresh herbs. Let the herbs dry up. Then you put it on your baby. Now your baby has a whole protective amulet or your child has a whole protective amulet. It doesn't have to be red, like I said, but I'm just saying that's something that comes up in divination a lot, red. Um, a good old, a good old baby blessing, some olive oil, take it back to church. <laughs> Babies is getting blessed. The head's getting blessed with oil, pray into some oil and anoint your child with it. Anoint your baby before going to school. 
make your child a mojo bag. If you don't know what a mojo bag is, look it up. It's a it's a particular kind of satchel that has different ingredients or, or things in it. Um, you could sew a little satchel into your child's coat or into their backpack, depending on what they're, you know, depending on what type of energy you're trying to bring. But get a little satchel of Angelica Root. And um, put it in your child's backpack so that they're safe at school. You know, there's so many, there's so many different possibilities. I want to encourage you all to look up different meanings of the roots and herbs, like I always say, and put something in for your baby. Put something in for your baby and anoint them with some oil. Pray over them. Give them a good, give them a good bath. I think it's so important that we, we allow our children to experience this work too, as many of us are reclaiming and looking back to our you know, the old ways that we're bringing and introducing our children to that very early, or even if it's not when they're a newborn baby, just within their childhood, it's so important so that they understand and so that they can keep this, these traditions going. So those are a few, just, those are just a few. Oh, let me also say with calendula, you know, calendula is used a lot in hoodoo. I mean, but it's also like a herb that people put in spiritual baths and it's very gentle for baby skin. That's why a lot of people use uh, calendula but calendula and hoodoo um is used for money it's a prosperity it's a good luck kind of herb so you know you want your babies to have prosperity <laughs> that's why a good calendula bath is probably good for the child a little calendula a little lavender you set a little chamomile the baby's calm add some oats in there to keep the baby's skin smooth i mean we got that's a whole thing Put a little of it in their bath, in their shower. The options are endless. But I just wanted to include the, the children and so how we can heal and how we can protect. And with the world being the way it is, you know, what's going on in these schools, honey. They need every little bit of conjuring, every little bit of talisman, every little bit of everything so that they're safe and protected and healed and good. Okay. So that was Heal Yourself Gone and now going to heal some babies. <laughs> All you need is a little juju. Okay, and now we are moving along to our next segment, which is Juju for the Culture, where I talk about things that are happening in pop culture from a juju lens. Um, and just giving my perspective on all the tea that's happening. So the theme for Juju for the Culture today is about the honeypot brand and if you are unfamiliar the honeypot is a black woman owned uh feminine care brands they have pads they have washes they have just vaginal products this is a vaginal products line it is in a lot of major stores it's in target it's it's in walgreens it's in walmart like the honeypot is really doing it big. They started in 2012, but I think more recently they've gotten a lot of traction within the past uh, three years or so. And yeah, they're in major outlets and it's really amazing because it's black owned, it's black women owned. So child, Beatrice Dixon is a co-founder of the honeypot. And she was recently in a commercial for Target for Black History Month. They featured that brand and Honey, it wasn't even a big deal, but white women made it a big deal. <laughs> In the commercial for Target, there's a line where she says, 
The reason why it's so important for Honeypot to do well is so the next black girl that comes up with a great idea, she can have a better opportunity. Boom. It was a short commercial. It wasn't long at all. It was one little line. She was just walking through Target and looking at the, you know, it was simple. And white women saw the commercial and they started dragging the brand. They started dragging Miss Beatrice. They started dragging everything, saying that she was racist. And so they go on a website. Um, I can't remember the, the website, but it's a website basically that different brands have where people can review it and say if it's a good product or not. And these white women flooded the Honeypot's page and gave them like zero stars, one stars to where their their star rating went down extremely low. And they were almost going to be taken off of this site because, you know, their their ratings were so low and all the comments were about them being racist and all that. So, of course, black women and black people see this foolishness and it's on Twitter. It goes viral. And they're like, oh, uh, uh-uh, y'all not about to drag. First of all, we already know that black people can't be racist. So, huh? Like, <laughs> what? So black people then got on that same site and lifted the stars from like zero stars or one star to five stars and put positive comments like we love the honeypot, you know, F anybody who says it's racist, blah, blah, blah. And we know that what she said was not racist. We know that. If you have sense, you know that there's nothing racist about what she said. Again, black people cannot be racist. We we know that. Uh, but it was such a big deal. And it was her her sales actually, or the sales of the honeypot like doubled or tripled. It's like sold out everywhere. Like people really rallied, particularly black women, really rallied around this brand. And I mean, sales that went up. The sales for the honeypot went up because of this foolishness that happened with people saying that she was racist, all because of that one line in a Target commercial that aired during Black History Month, okay? So I didn't really want to focus too much on that. What I think is so interesting and what I stand about the honeypot is that Beatrice had a dream. It, it's this, this brand started because she had a dream and she was dealing with bacterial vaginosis for a year straight, she said, and she didn't know what to do. Nothing was working. And so she had, she joined a ELA. She, she started practicing Santeria and she got initiated. Um, I believe she got initiated in Cuba. And when she got back from Cuba to the state, she was still dealing with her vaginosis. And uh, she had a dream where an ancestor came to visit her in that dream. And her ancestor was like, okay, here's what you need to put on your vagina to get rid of this vaginosis. Now, don't forget, I'm gonna make sure you don't forget this. When you wake up, write down these ingredients. And she told her the ingredients. She told her different herbs. This is all ancestral tea. So she said she woke up. She wrote down the list of things. And she started, she put those things together and it worked. It worked for her. And she was like, you know what? If this works for me, I know that other people could be struggling with this same kind of issue or vaginosis. So I'm going to create it for others. So she, it was real grassroots. She was putting it in, you know, little jars, little bottles for people who were having vaginal issues. And she was working, she said at Whole Foods at the time. And if anyone kind of came through 
or was just asking about some things that they could use for products, you'd be like, well, hey, I got a little thing on the side. And so that's kind of how the honeypot was born. And then eventually, you know, it got, it, it grew and got some backing and she collaborated with people. And, you know, now it is a full brand. And so a lot of the base of the ingredients that her ancestor told her in that dream is still the base for the feminine wash that she created. Now she says certain things have been taken out and added. You know, if you're mass producing, things are gonna change, but she said the base of it is still the same from that dream. And I think that, at first of all, we stand not just a black owned business owner, but we stand a black owned Santaria practitioner business owner in these major outlets. What we also stand is the fact that our ancestors really be coming through with tea, with tea. Like her, her ancestor came through was like, baby, this gonna help you. And she took that and started a whole business that is lucrative, lucrative. And not only that, it shows us that if we, if our spirits have given us something divinely, can't nobody take that. Can't nobody take that from us because we already know she's a Santeria practitioner. So I already know she's working some juju on that honeypot, period. I already know she's praying over her. Word. I already know she got some some workings going. She already, she got spirits on her side. So ain't nobody, ain't nobody, <laughs> can't nobody shake that. And even to the point where she got a ton of backlash the only thing that came out of that was more people actually learning about what the honeypot was and then her sales skyrocketed. And now they have more reviews, more, there's more conversation happening around it. She's able to talk about her experiences. She's she's getting interviewed everywhere. She's getting invited out. Not to say that these things weren't happening before, but there was an opportunity created from something that on the surface could be seen as detrimental to a company. But haha, the way our ancestors work, haha, <laughs> the way our spirits work, can't nobody shake what your people say is for you. Can't nobody stop what's for you. Even if things that may be perceived as negative, look at the blessing that comes from this. And let me tell you, Miss Beatrice Dixon, I was looking at her interview on Essence about this whole fiasco. And when I tell you that woman is cool, calm, relaxed, chill. She was great. She was grateful for the experience. She ain't even worried about them people. When I tell you she was not worried, she was so like the interviewers were like, oh, my God, this was so ridiculous. How could this happen? Oh, my God. How do you feel? She's like, I mean, I feel good. I mean, look what happened from it. I'm grateful it happened. You know, people have a right to their opinion. They said their opinion and their opinion got me more followers. <laughs> like their opinion got me this. You know, anyone who knows me knows I wasn't trying to be disrespectful to anybody. I was, I stand by what I said because black girls need to know that they can do this. And her energy was so, she was giving me, I was sitting there watching like, Okay, she's kind of giving me Oshun. She's also giving me Obatala. She's also giving me strong Ogun energy, though I wouldn't be surprised if she had Ogun. <laughs> like, I'm like, because this woman, she got her a good Ile, honey. She got her a good godparent. Because the vibes, 
it was so like, yes, this per this person is grounded in spirit and knows that anything that is hers cannot be taken. And I love that. And I'm trying to learn from her. And I'm going to put a link to her interview, her essence interview about this. Because when y'all see her whole demeanor about this whole thing, she cannot be moved or shaken. And that's the energy that you have to have, especially around things that you put out. Like no matter what happens, baby, an ancestor came to me around this. You think you think my ancestors done came to me in a dream to have a couple white women who upset, not a couple, a lot, a lot of white people who are upset about my brand to ruin me? Hell nah. <laughs> y'all are gonna gag when y'all see her interview because like the amount of chill was unbelievable. <laughs> So, yeah, I just wanted to tell her story. I wanted to tell y'all about what happened because it was so inspirational to me. Her interview was so inspirational. And just look what can happen. Even when things that happen that seem negative and terrible and, and like they could ruin shit. If you are walking in divine order, can't nothing, mm -mm, can't nobody take what's yours ever, 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 ever. And she is an example of that. And she's an example of the power of spirit. Because I'm like, oh, she can't tell. She good. She's something. Oh, she good. She good. Then Marisha's not. Oh, she good. She good. <laughs> so, yes, that is Juju for the culture. Um, shout out to Honey Pot. I wish I could use their products. Maybe I'll try the feminine wash, but this might be TMI. But all of their pads that they make has mint. Like it has different essential oils in the pads and I just can't have mint on my coochie. Some people like it. Some people really like the cooling sensation and it works for them. My coochie does not like that. So once they take that mint <laughs> out them pads, those will be the ones in, in the panty liners. I will gladly use them. I actually purchased some a while ago and I had to give my whole pads. I used one of them pads and my girl was screaming. <laughs> Baby, she was screaming and hollering. But check out the Honey Pot if you want some cooling sensation or try their wash. I haven't tried their washes. I want to try the pads. And yeah, let's just continue to support. We stay in the Honey Pot. Shout out to Miss Beatrice Dixon. Maybe I can get her on the show one day because we love a good, we love a good, we love a good practitioner. We love a good girl who goes after what the ancestors said. We love, shout out to her ancestors for coming through. And yes, 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 big love to that brand. Can't nobody take what's yours. And that's on period. That's on menstrual. All right. And now to get into our main topic of the day, which is about curses and hexes and generational curses and generational blessings. We don't talk about generational blessings enough um, because I get understandably so a lot of questions about this and of course i recommend listening to my don't be hexing all willy-nilly episode which i will take note of uh, i'm sorry well i'll put it in the show notes for you all to listen to that around my general thoughts about doing hexes on other people and stuff like that but today i really want to just talk about what is hexing how do we know what's happening to us and what can we do about it okay so what is a hex what is a curse Generally, how I understand both of these things is that it's it's juju that is sent to you, whether intentionally or not, to cause 
disarray, to cause imbalance, to cause issue. And this can range from spiritual issues to emotional issues, to physical issues, to monetary issues. Um, You know, health can be impacted. Relationships can be impacted. There's so many different ways that um, curses and hexes can work to cause dis-ease in our lives and to cause imbalance in our lives. Now, I think it's important to name that I don't think as many people who think that they're being hexed, I don't think are being hexed. You know, I think for the most part, a lot of us are not being hexed. Uh, and I think people worry so much about it or there's so much of a like concern or like, oh my God, I'm being hexed. Things are going wrong. I'm hexed. I'm hexed. And it's like, you know what? You're probably not hexed. If you are hexed, you might be hexing yourself, which also is the case, which is when we, which is when we st- sort of beat ourselves up. We talk negatively about ourselves. We don't Um, think of ourselves as worthy and capable and we're not confident and we we um speak down on ourselves and get really self-deprecating i mean those are hexes too so even if so one could argue that maybe we are all hexed because so many of us are dealing with feeling like we're not shit but outside of that way to understand hexing I think people projected a lot out to why I think someone's doing some work against me for the most part I don't think that people are doing that especially because not a lot of people are are actively engaged in this work like people a lot of people still mostly don't believe in in doing juju and bad juju and hexing it's something that we see on tv and I know that it's growing more and more and more so it's not to say that people aren't out here throwing throwing at you and what I mean by throwing at you is throwing negative juju that's a a slang kind of we use in the community like somebody's throwing but yeah for the most part if you're living an everyday life with regular ass people you probably ain't being hexed intentionally meaning somebody is working roots and throwing and literally saying prayers of (laughs) despair over your life um now there are I will go through a list that I found online that I think was actually pretty good in seeing if you are being cursed or if you are being hexed. However, I want to highlight again, you're probably not. But two, if you are, this list is not exhaustive, nor is it just because some of the things that happen on this list are happening, does that mean that you're being hexed? So this is not oh my God, two of these things are happening on this list. I am being hexed. No, you also could have mental health issues. You could be going through just a difficult time. You could be experiencing just the normal stuff that happens in life that is difficult and hard. And you're just going through a time that's difficult and hard. It's not always someone's doing something bad. Sometimes we just are having an experience and every experience that we have is not all love and light. We know that. We should know that it's not all love and light. There is quote unquote good and there's quote unquote bad. There always has been and there always will be. And we are going to drift on the side of good things and bad things and ups and downs and happiness and sadness for the rest of our lives. But it's important that we just walk in a space of harmony within those both so that we're not experiencing too much of one or the other. 
You know, we just that we're in a we're in a we're in homeostasis. Okay, so here's a list of things that I found. I will put this in the show notes. Duh, of what what are some some insights into if we could potentially have experiences of hexes or that we we can look to to be like okay maybe I'm being hexed. Okay, the first thing inexplicable illness and or injury. So if you are a generally healthy person and you just start coming down with random stuff, you're finding yourself being sick and you ain't did nothing, you ain't been running around with no cold on outside when it's cold and raining. And you're like, huh, I don't, what's going on with my body? Or I'm having particular illness in a certain part of my body and I don't know, nothing happened. That's a potential sign of a hex or a curse. Because a lot of people do throw at you and we will throw around illness i've heard a lot of stories of people back in the day also uh, which is which is also why a lot of our ancestors and elders now don't like this work or talk about it because people have died because of being very very sick and come to find out later a reading happened or someone you know it comes out that this person was juju and it was negative juju and it was around sickness. And that's how someone just randomly died or randomly passed away or randomly had some illness that seemingly came out of nowhere. So that is a, that's an indicator. Um, another indicator is a string of bad luck. So typically if you are chilling, your life is, you know, pretty cool. And then you just can't seem to catch a break. And again, there are times in our lives where we can't seem to catch a break, okay? But if it feels like, no, this is this is not normal. This is not how it usually is for me. It's going on too long or nothing is going right and you're actually not able to really experience. You're not teetering between the energies of good things and bad things. And I say those in air quotes. But you really leaning into the bad things. You might want to, you know, see what's, see what's going on uh, with that. Um, the bad luck could be serious financial issues, you know, health issues, again, problems with your, uh, transportation, um, you know, multiple accidents, uh, sometimes technology issues, maybe your computer just breaking down randomly and it's not old or anything like that. So just seeing, you know, kind of what's, what's, what's going on with that could be sign of a of a potential hex or curse um this next one uh they say if you're involved in a witch war now this is t so if you are a spiritual worker or you're active in the spiritual community if you have a platform in the spiritual community if you have um yeah if you have a a, a growing platform or somewhat of a large platform this is very common I am someone who gets hexed a lot. <laughs> I get hexed a lot. I get cursed a lot. Um, people send bad juju to me all the time. And more than anything, I think it hurts my feelings because I really don't be doing shit. But hey. Uh, so if you are in a lot of spiritual communities or witch communities, I think it ups the the likelihood of you being hexed because you're in community with people and people are looking to you um and you know it 
people would generally go towards that method. So if I was a lay person, I didn't do spiritual work. I wasn't in the spiritual community. Yeah, people could be hexing me, but the likelihood is lower than someone who is active, actively working, actively doing workings, actively talking to people, actively reading people, actively in the community. Because like I said, most of the time people, witches or whatever you want to call yourself, their first round of protection or if you don't like somebody the first way to really hit them would be spiritually because that's what you know how to do you're a witch so you know if you're like me or you know you and you feel kind of the things haven't been going well or your mental health has been kind of off or things have been going wrong it can be a sign of of a hex because these spiritualists out here let me tell you they're not all love and light some people out here are very, very dangerous. Some people out here are very, very jealous. And it's so easy for people in this life to not actually have to work on their own issues and insecurities and just be like, oh, I'm about to hex you. And it's also a way for people to have control and power, especially people who feel powerless a lot in their own lives or they don't feel like they have power or they our power hungry for whatever reason, like, boom, we can just go to hexing. We can just go and get involved in witch wars, which is a real thing that I have witnessed. Um, and unfortunately see a lot around people in my community and also uh, towards me. So I'm good, y'all. Don't trip. It's just, it's, it's part of the game. I ain't signed up for this, but I kind of did. So it is what it is. I'm good. You know, I got my protections in place, so I'm cool. We're going to talk about that. Another one they said is strange animal occurrences. I don't really know. I haven't had that experience, but what it's saying here is that some curses include sending animals towards people to like bring bad juju or bad luck animals coming across your way a lot. Um, or also sending animals to spy. And this is getting really deep, but you know, people can send spirits to spy on you. People can also send animals to do that. So if you're coming across like a random animal, that doesn't mean you're being hexed, child. Sometimes it just be random animals. Sometimes those animals are spirit guides. But if a lot of shit has been going wrong and you've started to see since that shit has been going wrong, a particular animal showing up could point to a potential hex or curse. Um, the next one I want to uplift is your guides are warning you of a curse. So I think that our ancestors always lead us and guide us to what we need to know. If we have some type of inclination that we're being cursed, and then maybe we kind of come across some other signs that point to that. Um, our, our spirits, our dead, typically don't leave us out here unknowing of that. At some point, if you are being cursed or hexed, I think you'll figure it out. Um, symbols that you see on tv in nature warning signs random conversations um etc um, the next one is random negative thoughts and i think this is such a good um this is a good one because a lot of people like to send hexes and, and negative energy through our mental health like attacking mental health is a big one um and so if you have been doing okay mentally generally and then you kind of start to have the random negative thoughts or you're being more self-deprecating maybe than usual um or just they don't feel like they're coming from 
you, but maybe they're coming from an outside source, that can also be a sign of spiritual attack. Um, broken relationships is another one. I know a lot of people who have experienced hexes and curses. And another thing that people go after is your relationships. I actually think that that's probably the first thing people go after. If you are in a relationship that people know about, people who are haters will try to break that shit up. <laughs> they will do workings to break your ass up. Um, yeah, I feel like that's a super common one. So if your relationship just sort of out of the blue maybe is on the rocks. Now, of course, again, relationships be messed up sometimes. Stuff be getting messed up. There's arguments, there's disagreements. We're not on the same page, yes. But if it seems like sudden broken relationships or that it feels like outside influence or something just doesn't seem, seem right, um, it could be a sign of a potential spiritual attack. Because people be quick to try to split you from your loved one. Another one that they said is a strange objects on your property. So this feels very old school, but um, people are still doing this. So if you see maybe some sigils outside your house, if you're coming across jars with weird things in them near where you live or where you are, just different objects that seem just kind of nasty if someone threw some type of powder or something on your in your backyard on your front lawn and your steps you got a little a doll near you and this is a pretty obvious sign that somebody is 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 hexing and cursing and now like i said this is real old school i don't know how many people are actively um you know, putting dolls on people's front doors and, and, and putting jars around their house. But th that's what people used to do back in the day. I feel like now with the increase of social media, like for my, for me, for example, a lot of people who are hexing me ain't in Baltimore. <laughs> like these are people who are hexing me because they see me on social media. They see me online. They see me on the podcast and they're doing whatever their work they're doing from some other state, some other city. So like I said, maybe in the South, this has probably happened a little bit more, but um, yeah, pay attention to what's around where you live. Um, now some other things I just want to name just from the website. They're saying missing personal items. Um, again, someone can take, if you have a hairbrush in your house or things that would have your DNA in it, you find those things missing that could be a sign because using someone's DNA is a good way to hex them or curse them. You know, we do work with people's DNA. So, you know, if you're coming across things that are missing that would have your hair on it or underwear, toothbrushes, could be a sign. You also need to watch who in your house because, child. Another thing that's saying bad, um, bad weather over your house. Now, this person would have to be really strong, really strong, uh, <laughs> really strong worker that is only raining over your house or you're only having issues in your house and nowhere else on the block seems to be disturbed. You're losing service and not losing service. Your lights are going out, things like that. Um, feelings of being watched is another one. Feelings like you and not like your ancestors, not like your spirit guides, but 
like eerily feeling like someone is over you lurking watching could be a sign of a curse could also just be a sign of a spirit watching you which people send to spy but also people it could just be a malevolent energy or, or spirit nightmares and reoccurring dreams so a lot of times when i am being cursed actively i will have a dream about it or someone in my community will have a dream and they tell me that's normally what happens i always know when i'm being cursed though uh, but I just feel it. And I also talk to my ancestors, so they tell me. But dreams is a good way to tell. Reoccurring nightmares and dreams. Now, if you went through something traumatic, you might be having PTSD. You could be just experiencing normal impacts of whatever you've been through. Or you're nervous or scared about something. But outside of that, it could be a psychic attack from someone. And like I said, our, our guides and, and ancestors and you know our higher self will warn us about that through dreams. Um... That's pretty much it. The last thing they say is threatening letters or emails, which, you know, is a real thing. Uh, I think what's interesting about the threatening letters or emails, it says that the letter or email itself could be magically charged with negativity. So keep a lookout. So yes, people can send you menacing messages that they literally like prayed over and worked so that when you read it, it could impact you. But like I said, most people are not doing that. However, if someone is sending you um, a message that seems negative or it's it's malicious, they might not have actively been like, okay, and now I am jujuing this this tweet. I am not, but if they have hate in their heart towards you, you should be able, and you can kind of feel those things. You can feel when someone's not being genuine in a message. So not that they was like, oh, I'm putting juju in this letter to you, but you can feel if someone has your best interest at heart. Typically, when you read things from people, like something not sitting right with me with that letter. So they did not intentionally juju it with negativity for you, but it could just be there. And then you're reading it and you're ingesting it. And now it's in your head. And now you've, you know, you've incorporated a part of your day. And you're thinking about it. And now that serves as a hex. So like I said before, it's not always someone actively stirring up a pot or putting your name in a pot or you know, taking taking your photo to the grave. It's them being haters. It's people who are disrespectful. It's people who always have something negative to say. It's people who don't support your work. It's people who, your friends, who you just feel kind of like, mm, I feel like I can't tell you stuff for some reason. I had a friend, I could not tell her anything because when I told her my ideas or things that were happening, it never worked. To the point where I started noticing it. And when I wouldn't tell her, those things would come to fruition. But the things that I did tell her, those things did not come to fruition. And then I went to my spirits. I was like, yo, what's up? Is is she like doing something? And they're like, well, she's not actively doing something, but she actively is a hater. She actively um, is jealous. She actively, you know, she has these feelings towards you. Um, and so it's impacting because those feelings are so strong. It impacts your work. It impacts you being able to create and do the things that you're supposed to do. So stop telling her stuff. Um, and so that's also how people can hex and curse us unintentionally. It's just the people who who disrespectful and rude and, and who we can't trust that we feel kind of weird around. You know, it doesn't mean that they're stirring up anything. They're probably not. But is that somebody you need in your life? Now, of course, the best way to tell if you're actively being hexed or unintentionally being hexed is to divine. Get a divination from a trusted practitioner. Um, 
get a divination from someone you feel called to to help you know do this particular kind of work so that you can be sure because you don't want your anxiety to go down this hole of, oh my god I'm ex, oh my god it needs to be confirmed so get it confirmed by someone who's a diviner some other things to do is to cleanse your space and cleanse yourself whether you're being hexed or not cursed or not you need to be on top of your spiritual hygiene. I talk about spiritual baths all the time because it's so important to just cleanse. Outside of spiritual attack, the world is nasty. The world is dirty. The world is icky. People are nasty. People are dirty. People are icky. The same way that people are dirty physically and they don't wash their hands. It's the same way that people are out here spiritually icky because they don't wash their spirit. And people are just haters. People are just, people are wild. <laughs> like, if we don't know nothing else about this lifetime, it's that niggas is wild. So we have to make sure that we are cleansing, that you have your, you know, your Florida water on you, your Hoyt's cologne on you, your your high john roots you're carrying it on you, your protective crystals on you, your grounding stones you know, like your fiery wall of protection, which I have talked about, which if you put the code Jujubay in on cognacandconjure.com, you will get 21% off of your fiery wall of protection. But you need to have like protective, your protective uh, measures in place. And you also need to be taking baths. You also need to be spiritually washing. Even if you're just taking an Epsom salt bath, that's a wash. Even if it's just you are putting some water in the palm of your hands and you're praying into it, and then like splashing it on the back of your neck and on your head. That's a cleanse. But you need to be cleansing yourself. You need to be cleansing your home. You need to make sure your room is clean. And I know with my room, as I'm recording in my room, and my room is not clean. <laughs> but I'm going to clean my room today because cleanliness is next to godliness. Whoever said that had it right. Because spiritually, when our space is physically clean, that is also energy of a spiritual cleanliness too. There's less space for things to get trapped. There's a space for negative energy to get trapped, malicious energy energy to get trapped when our space is clear and clean. Um, of course, you know, you can burn your camphor, you can burn your your uh, sweet grass, you can burn your frankincense, dragon's blood, patchouli. All of these are good to burn around the home to cleanse. Cleansing your floors. So many people need floor washes. They forget to wash their floors. So much icky nastiness gets trapped in the floor. You can spray some stuff in the floor, um, some type of cleansing spray. So many people make good cleansing sprays i'm actually about to review one on my instagram so stay tuned for that but um find yourself some good cleansing sprays i think hoodoo hussy hoodoo hussy she used to make um a cleansing spray or some type of cleansing um bath or something for the home or floor cleaner that i've heard i've had i've heard good reviews so look into hoodoohussy.com there's so many people so many people doing good things or just put some florida water in a spray bottle child and spray it on that carpet and clean your floors with some pine sauce, something with lemon to just cut. Cut out some negativity. Prayer. Pray that you're protected. Pray for your safety. Pray for your cleansing. Pray. I like to pray in the shower. 
quick and easy. I'm in the shower. Water is coming on to me. Water is sacred. Water is blessed. Water is holy. If I don't feel like doing a whole spiritual bath, I'm praying to the water that the water is spiritually cleansing me, not just physically, but that the water is blessing me, that the water is uplifting me, that the water is washing away all of the negative energy that people that I may have picked up from the day and that it is going down the drain never to come back up and touch me again. Okay, simple, Spin simple. Pray over yourself as you're washing your ass. It's another way. Um, there's so many things you could put in your home, protective amulets, protective mojo bags, um, basil, four corners of your house, rosemary in the four corners of your house, rosemary, especially, um, really for everyone, especially for women, um, hyjan root in your house, if you black, um, and pray to your ancestors. Pray to your ancestors to make it clear to you if you are being hexed. And if you are, that your enemies are stop stop hexing you, that they're unsuccessful. Do a good um, I feel like you could just do a good prayer. Of course, you can do a reversal. I live I live by reversals. I love reversals. Um, it's really, really hard to explain how to do reversals on the podcast, but if you go to my Instagram, I-T-S-J-U-J-U-B-A-E, you can go and see, I think it's under hoodoo shit, I think, about how to do a reversal candle. And last thing I want to remind many of us is that we all have dead. And what I mean by that is we all have ancestors. We all have spirits that look out for us and protect us. Even if it's just one child, we all have somebody who will show up for us and be like, that's my child. Don't touch my child. We all do. Trust them. Trust them. Like, don't be out here like, oh, my God, this person is working against me. And now I'm going to die. No, put your big person panties on. If you feel like you're being hexed, just like that person might be hexing you with their dead or whoever, you have dead too. You have dead who will fight for you. You have dead that you can tap into. You have people who will stand up for you. Ask them to do it. They'll do it. Put a knife on that altar and get to working, honey. Put a knife on that altar. A sharp knife, not no butter knife, child. I'm talking about getting you a good, a good knife. <laughs> like a knife knife a knife knife or a machete put that right on your altar and start to praying honey you have dead you have warriors we all got some warriors in our bloodline um I, at some point everybody at some point we have thousands of thousands of upon thousands of ancestors somebody in your bloodline didn't take no shit somebody in your bloodline was beating niggas ass. Somebody in your bloodline was a fighter. Somebody in your bloodline probably killed somebody. Somebody in your bloodline probably fought. Had to fight a lot. You don't have to know their names, where they came from, who they are. Grab that knife and be like, I'm calling on all my hitters. I don't feel safe. I feel like I'm being harmed. I am concerned. So I need for y'all to have my back. Period. We all have dead. 
Don't be comparing yourself to other people and, oh my God, this person is so much stronger than me. Uh-uh. You don't even need to give it that much energy. You need to put your big person panties on. If somebody's hexing you and doing what they got to do, you can cry about it a little bit. I cry every time. I'll be like, but I don't do nothing to nobody. Why are people hexing me? I don't do nothing. I just want us to be free. And it'd be like, well, guess what? Some people mad as you. Some people hate your platform. Some people think it should have been them. Some people are upset that you have success. Some people just don't like you. Some people are jealous. Some people have not worked through their things. And guess what? Some people will never work through their things. So you can cry about it. Now do what you got to do. And that's what I do every time. That's what I have to do every time. Ain't no point in being... I ain't going to say ain't no point in being sad about it because it's sad, but it is what it is. It is what it is and it ain't going to be nothing else. <laughs> So this is for if you feel like you being quote unquote hexed actively, like if you're someone like me who is people is working roots against you or you're someone who just people don't like for whatever reason. Maybe they're upset you take up too much space. They don't see why that you have things and they don't. They don't understand why you got a raise and they didn't. They don't understand why your kids doing good in school and they kids not. They don't, and they'll project all of that onto you. They will. And they'll make up lies about you in your head and all that. And all that stuff brews up and becomes a, a hex. All that stuff brews up and becomes a curse. You working in a racist ass school. You work in a racist ass environment. So people don't even see you being human. All that stuff brews up and it becomes a hex. And now you feel bad about yourself. Now you feel undeserving. Because you work with a bunch of people who don't think you deserving of shit. So now you take, took it on. That's why you need to have your protections in place. That's why you need to be praying over yourself. That's why you need to be reversing. That's why you need to be washing off. So that you're not carrying that. It's not your responsibility. And I tell my spirits that all the time. I'm like, honestly, nothing that anybody does to me that's negative should even impact me. Why? Because it is not my responsibility to hold other people's hatred for me. It is not my responsibility to hold other people's jealousy or hateful attitudes or disrespect. That's not my responsibility. That's theirs. So send that shit right on back because that ain't my responsibility. Period. So I hope that was helpful. Now, quickly, I do want to get into our generational uh, curses because these are the things that have been passed down uh, through generations obviously hence the name and ways to tell if you have a generational curse and 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 let me say first there's different ways to have a generational curse some generational curses are from back in the day yo great great grandmama pissed off um her neighbor or yo or your great great grandmama stole somebody's man from back in the day and the person who man she stole was a was a witch or was a root worker and she done now cursed y'all bloodline and she done cursed um all of the women in the bloodline who your grandma from her from your grandmama's lineage that they'll never have successful relationships that's some real shit and i see that in divination i see i see that a lot some real shit some of us are dealing with the impacts of stuff our four parents <laughs> did and active juju that was put on our foreparents that has been passed down through the lineage because somebody was that upset at great aunt sally that's a real thing 
Other ways that generational hexes and curses are passed down is through trauma. We come from a traumatized people. We know this already. Our ancestors have been through a lot of shit. They've experienced a lot of shit. They've seen a lot of shit. And there was not space to heal. Um, our ancestors who were enslaved, post-traumatic slave syndrome. That is, There's a whole book about it. Shout out to Dr. Um, Joy DeGruy, who speaks about this. We know that trauma impacts our brains. It impacts the cell, us on a cellular level and a spiritual level. I'll put a link to Dr. Uh, Dr. Joy, but, um, so if we have ancestors who experience really, 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 really deep traumas, some of those traumas, literally a lot of them we're just born with because it shifted their brains. So then they have babies and it shifts them and it shifts their DNA all the way down to us. So, we have to actively combat those things and it's it's a heavy order it's a tall order to to actively combat those things but we can do it we can do it I, i've seen it done i've seen people do it i know people who are doing it i'm actively doing it it works how to tell if you have a generational curse again get a divination outside of that look to your family are there things that you notice that happen in your family that have been happening for a long time that can't seem to really break or pass. For example, one thing I see in divination a lot is um, very, very toxic relationships, abusive relationships. Like as far back as you can think, every um, ancestor that you know was in an abusive relationship. Every, you know, all your four mamas, we're with ain't shit people. I see that one a lot. Potential curse. You know, and not not like and may and may Miss Susie and her and her lineage never find a good man. I mean it could be that, but it could also be whatever experiences or whatever has been passed down in your foremothers to where they only feel like and they only believe that those are the only that they're worthy from people who abuse them. So they just go into toxic relationships because they feel like they can't do better than that. That can be seen. I consider those things generational curses and hexes. So you have to be active and pay attention to, okay, so who do I date? Because I've recognized that my mama, her mama, her mama, her mama were all with ancient niggas, like all were in very abusive relationships. And now I'm finding myself in toxic and abusive relationships too. Why? Like, then you have to sit with that. Because that's something that's being passed down. Poverty is one. And of course, we're impacted by poverty. A lot, a lot of black folks are impacted by poverty just because of structurally what the hell is going on. So many people have um, this quote unquote generational curse of poverty because a lot of us were cursed with generationally cursed with poverty because of the situation of enslavement, particularly for black Americans I'm talking about, but also in general. So. How do I combat that even in the midst of capitalism, even in the midst of anti-blackness, even in the midst of um, massage noir, misogyny, whatever? There's still, I was about to say there's still unfortunately, I don't know if it's unfortunate, but we still actually have a responsibility to address some of those things. And, I, and I'm saying that because 
this is what dead people be saying. Like, this is what dead people say. This is what people's ancestors say in divination. Like, yo, we trying to, we trying to really work on our abundance mindset, y'all. We really trying to work on this, this issue around lack. And that's something that we can do. You know, we might not be able to change the fact that billionaires exist and that they, they are assholes um, and that they prey on folks in poverty. But we can change this idea like, okay, even though that's happening around me, I know that that doesn't speak to like my capability to do what it is that I need to do. That doesn't speak on my um, my intelligence. That doesn't speak on what I can actually build for myself and do for myself and me finding success. And I don't mean necessarily like success, like, oh, everyone's going to be a millionaire. I don't even mean success like that. I mean success for however you define what success is. You do have a responsibility to heal that. You do have a responsibility to address some of those things within yourself because that gives space and room for our spirits to do that work. I mean, I talk about some of this in, in uh, our Abundant Purpose ebook, which my patrons, my $10 patrons have seen um, because it's it's really important and good questions to to offer yourself and to offer your spirits around what is your mentality around all of this how much of the trauma that we've experienced have you internalized that you're now believing lies about yourself you know that you're now believing lies about what your abundance can look like for you how much of that actually limits what you feel like you can do just questions, you know, just questions. But these are just things that you have to think about and, and see what sort of your family, what trajectory your family has gone and what ways you feel like you can counteract some of that. You know, and and let me also uplift to end it out. We have generational blessings. We have wonderful things that have been passed down to us generationally that we can use to heal. Are you a wonderful singer and your grandma was a great singer and her daddy was a great singer? That's a generational blessing. How are, how are you using your voice to heal yourself and, and your community? Are you a writer? Was your mama a writer? Are you a teacher? Was your mama a teacher? Was your great grandmama a teacher? Was she teaching when people weren't allowed to be taught? Are you a great storyteller? Shit, do you know how to make, do you know how to flip a coin and make a coin? Listen, we had ancestors who was grinding and hustling. We had ancestors who bought their own freedom. Do you come from people like that? How are you buying your own freedom now? How are you, how are you buying other people's freedoms? How are you making it easier for other folks if you have a blessing of financial abundance within your lineage? If you have people who were able to do that work. Do you come from business owners? Do you have an entre entrepreneurial spirit about yourself? What are you doing with that? You know, we don't all just carry generational curses. Like we, we do. A lot of us carry generational stuff and, and habits, but we also carry generational blessings. And that's really a big part of the ancestral work too, is healing the stuff around the, the negative quote unquote stuff. But it's also like uplifting and really tapping into all the yummy stuff, all the gorgeous, all the gorgeous stuff that our ancestors gave us too. Are you fine as hell? Was your family fine as hell? Do you come from some fine ass people? I come from some fine ass people, okay? <laughs> Listen, I come from some fine ass people. I was like, thank you, the jeans. Hey, I didn't always think I was fine, but now I finally think I'm fine and I'm embracing it. And I'm able to say this and I'm like, yo, and when I look back, you know, I come from some attractive. Thank you for this generational blessing of being fine. <laughs> so, you know, homework time. 
think about what some potential um, generational habits or generational traits are that you have. And how can you counteract the ones that aren't serving you so well? And how can you uplift and grow and thrive in the ones that you're that you were given? I think that's a good thing to to write out and, and think through and talk about. So yeah, that's really what I wanted to say. This episode is going a little bit longer than I wanted to, but um I I thought it was just important to talk about curses and hexes, how to protect ourselves from curses and hexes. And then of course, if you get a divination, you know, a good diviner will be able to tell you what's going on and then prescriptions from from that. So I tend to, if you have concern about hexes and curses, I would typically go to someone who is an African traditional reader. Like, I don't know if I would go to a tarot reader to see if I have generational curses only because, and this is, this is no shade. In my experiences, when I've went to, typically with tarot readings, they don't give prescription. I have not had prescription with tarot readings. I love tarot readings. I just don't get prescription. I think a prescription comes more from, in my experience, people who practice African traditional reading. So some type of hoodoo reader, some type of Palo reader, um, or someone who is a medium who can see, who'll be able to give you that information. So if the tarot readers are medium and they can see like, okay, well, you need to take this bath for this many days to deal with this or help with this, then of course you can do that. Um, but I would just make sure that who you're getting a reading from is someone who won't just tell you that if you do have something on you or in your lineage, that they won't just say, oh yeah, you do. Okay, next card, you know, but that you're getting some like, okay, baby, you you need a sacrifice. You need a chicken. <laughs> that lineage, you know, good goat, honey. So I will put some readers that I trust in the show notes. And um, I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's it. I hope y'all enjoyed this. I hope y'all enjoyed this episode and I hope that this information was helpful. And thank you all so much again for tuning into another episode of A Little Juju Podcast. If you want to reach out to me, if you want to sponsor an episode, if you want to sponsor a few episodes, if you have some type of media stuff you want me to be a part of, you want me to be on a panel, you want to invite me out to your schools, um, I would love to do that. Workshops, collaborations, let me know. Message me at on my website, itsjujubae.com. Hit me up there. For all business things, you can also hit me up on social media, on Instagram at ITSJUJUBAE, it's Jujubay. Also at a little Juju podcast on the podcast site. Also, do y'all like my new logo? She's cute, right? Uh, my friend Tesh did it. I'm going to put Tesh's info in here so y'all can check out her wonderful work. I'm really loving the new podcast logo it's a different vibe different energy but that's want to be more intentional about my color scheme and what i'm doing uh, anyway you can also hit me up on twitter where i'm typically talking shit um also itsjjbahjujube on twitter and yeah that's pretty much it again if you want to get some fiery wall of protection oil you can hit up um cognac and conjure on cognac and conjure 
Com. You can get Fiery Wall of Protection for 21% off with the code J-U-J-U-B-A-E so that we're all clean and clear out here, that we're not dealing with that fucker. We're not dealing with these curses, honey. I'm sending you good juju. As always, have a blessed week. And remember, all you need is a little juju. Later. Spiritually rounded while I'm on the top My spirit's surrounded so I'll never drop, drop